Good afternoon, everybody. Once again, that's another show. I'm Bobby. Dude over there is Adrian. Hey, baseball. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, hang out here on a Saturday afternoon. Actually, a very nice Saturday afternoon. Um, got a lot going on, and I'm actually getting ready to fire the grill up here in a few minutes. <laughs> so, going to go over some things that we talked about last time. Uh, once again, we'll have videos soon, and we'll do another grilling show on things that you can do. But... <clears throat> Uh, I, I want to touch base on a follow-up from the last show about grilling. I did tell everybody that we you needed to, you know, let the meat sit, <clears throat> come to room temperature before you, you put it on the grill. Well, the reason why uh, I had a buddy of mine uh, call me up one night and say, hey, you know, I heard this and <clears throat> this is this is why. So he tells me why. And, of course, I did my own due diligence and, and went and read about it and learned some more. I just knew to do it because it made my steak better than anybody else's. So uh, now <clears throat> there's a reason why. Actually, a couple different reasons why. It, once you get your meat out there and, it, and it's getting to room temperature, the muscles in that meat is relaxing. Everything's starting to calm down, relax, letting the seasonings kind of soak in. Um, so it's 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 really for that reason, and one the, one of the main reasons is because of that. The other one is because it's going to cook evenly. Say you put uh, a, a, a T-bone, <clears throat> for instance. One side is a strip, the other side's filet. So you put that on the grill. The T-bone on one side is the strip. It's a little bit thicker than the filet. And if you put that out there and it's cold on one side, yeah, it's going to cook your strip side a little bit longer, but your filet side is going to get overdone now. So you need to bring the whole steak to room temperature because it's going to cook evenly. Uh, the the muscles are going to relax, which are going to uh, absorb all those seasonings and let them just kind of sink in and have a better flavor altogether. So that's kind of my answer uh, for that. Thanks to thanks to my buddy here that threw that uh, little bit of information to me and uh, the, the the almighty powerful Google as well. Um, you can find anything on there. Yeah. So. I, I I think the latter one to me is is the actual is that one that just letting that meat come up to the temperature so when you put it on the grill you just know where you starting point you just know that starting point of like because i i'm not the cook so i have put some frozen stuff on some i put some frozen stuff on the grill and you know and how oh, oh man yeah 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 i'm not the best one i'm not the best one about the grill a little bit i'm kind of like yeah and, I, and to prove that <clears throat> prove that point Adrian, this past weekend, a weekend ago, decided he wanted to experiment with some uh, a smoker and everything. And it's one that I actually had given to a buddy that actually gave it to him. And, you know, long story short, he opens it up and poof, uh, he ends up going to the emergency room because, you know, number one, it wasn't me showing him how to do it. <laughs> uh, number two, um, it just just one of those things that happened and he ends up losing the turkey. Uh, but he's okay now, Aiden. You're you're fine. You got your blisters hey, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My face is okay now. Big old <laughs> fireball in my face. Uh, it pays to listen to experts. People. I'm telling you, it, it do not always think that you figure things out. It's like something right. Even that you know your first comment about you know how you came back to the conversation that we had a little while ago, and you came back in to enhance the listener experience. That is so great to me because people are like, oh, no, I figured this out. Well, of course, that makes sense. Think about it. Why are you doing something? And then he explained to you, like, you get a little bit more 
there's a reason why you do certain things versus the fact that some of y'all are probably out there, oh, of course you do this, of course you do this, of course you, but you don't even understand why. And yeah. the why is so important. Take your time too, because if you go out there and say, well, I watched Bobby do this and, and I'm going to go do this. Well, you didn't see the little things that I'm doing on the other side when you run into the inside or something and you're not watching me grill. So you, you, you leave and you come back, oh, I missed a, an important part. I made some mistakes when I first started I, and I've, uh, I think I've kind of perfected it now and, and I can learn a lot more, but to take your time when you're doing it, don't just jump into it because you're going to have some issues, whether it be a gas grill, a uh, pellet grill, pellet grill is a little bit more safe, but you got to make sure you keep those clean uh, or a charcoal grill. Charcoal grill, of course, is going to be the most dangerous. That's people that not just not sure how to control the flame. You just got to know. And of course your, your gas grill, just don't go out there uh, and, and, and put, <clears throat> you always like to smoke, smoky flavor and the wood flavor don't go put chips wood chips on top of the grates on a gas grill uh can you tell me why adrian because it's going to get a lot of fire and your grill is going to be flames coming out all of it you can't do that and that right sis i know she's listening uh, and i told her <laughs> i'm going to get her on this one she did that one day while i'm out and can't get to her she's like well the grill's on fire what did you do put some open wood on a gas grill, well, <clears throat> it caught fire. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the burgers turned out like hockey pucks and that's the way it was. I can only tell you and show you, uh, mo mostly show you, but you, you can't be me until you go through everything that you, you're supposed to one step at a time and do it slowly, folks. Don't get excited about it. If it takes you one burger to cook at a time, then do it. Then go to two, then go to four, then go to a dozen, whatever. Don't just jump into it. That can be dangerous. Just just watch what you're doing, okay? It um, is, yeah. It is so important, guys. It's, it's relaxing, but it is it pays to learn and be patient. Yeah, or you make that emergency room visit and you 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 know you ruin a turkey. Yes. And, and meat's not cheap these days. Trust me. Uh, okay, hopefully, hopefully that will answer some questions about what we talked about on the last show uh, with the time to grill. Um, <clears throat> so what's also going on right now, and as I sit here in, in the entertainment room slash studio slash Bobby's apartment, uh, I'm looking outside. Of course, I can see my grill, but I'm, I'm right behind the park. <clears throat> and at this park, every Saturday morning, you've got Little League sports going on. You've got soccer. You've got football. You've got baseball, softball, whatever it is. You've got it going on over here. <clears throat> and not, not just here, everywhere uh, in this city and surrounding cities, you've got uh, <clears throat> Little League sports going on. Now, <clears throat> I've coached Little League before, coached Little League football before, and there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that go into it. Uh, and it's, it's a really tough thing to do when you – <clears throat> know something about a sport, you're teaching some kids about a sport, and then they <clears throat> just go home and their parents tell them to do something different. Well, their parents are spending the majority of the time with them. I got them for like, what, three hours a week, uh, hour and a half one day and an hour and a half another. And so you teach them things. I taught this one kid how to get in a three-point stance. He just refused to do it in football. He just didn't want to do it. Well, first of all, you need to do it because you're going to get hurt. Secondly, you need to do it because that's how you're going to find out how to play the game of football. Uh, that is one of the first things that you're going to learn in football is to get in a three-point stance. So this guy just refused to do it. He actually yelled at me and the other coaches one day, said, I'm I'm not doing it. Okay, well, we talked about it and found out later, <clears throat> well, I'm going to ask the question, why are you not going to do it? Because my dad told me not to. I didn't have to. 
Well, his dad never played the sport. Uh, and you can't stop that because the kid wants to do what he wants to. He wants to play the game of football, but he wants to do it lazy. I wasn't going to let the kid get hurt, so I sat him down. I said, no, you're not, you're not going to be on this field. If you're not going to do it, you're going to get hurt. I'm not going to be responsible for that. And these parents out there just think, well, my kid's better than yours, so you need to play him. Well, if you're not going to learn, you're not going to get taught, then you probably need to go find something else to do, right? Yeah, the the little league thing is so interesting, especially if you if people who have kids, especially it's two it's two vantage points you got to look at the little league. To me, is that you had to look at from the actually say, hey, I'm going to be a coach of it, and there's actually the parents are actually dropping their kids off because they believe their kids need to be physical, and this. I think if everybody missing the whole opportunity for little league sport, it's not really make it's not a substitute for the kids going outside and just playing. Little league is when you're ready to start learning the rules of the game, the rules of life too. Yeah, you start. This is your very first introduction, and it's very important that you kind of say, "Hey, if you want to play football, okay, you may be throwing away, but you may be you may throw the football around with your friends, and you know, and y'all, you know, y'all have this little kind of thing. But then when you finally get to the team, it's just that learning kind of that very first phases of it." What I got a problem with is when parents don't even let the kids throw the football on their free time and then they show up over a little league practice and you're like, have you even uh have you even, have you ever done anything in sports? One because a long time ago I, I coached my uh one of my son's little league baseball team and I had this kid on this on this on this team that has never even swung swung a bat before in his life. The way that he swung that bat, I was like, how did you even learn this crap? And then I find out, oh, their parents just put him on the team because it was just something they thought it was a, it's a checklist. Oh, kid need to play baseball because I'm like, kid didn't even like play baseball. I was like, why are you even? Yeah. So you get a lot of that stuff. I think sometimes there. people people will put their kids into sports so they can be active. And I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that because kids do need to get out of the house. And it's helping out a lot, even if you don't have a lick of skill at, at whatever particular sport you want to compete in if you don't have any skill in it you just want to get out there because you saw it on tv or your brother did it or your sister did it or whoever it's, it's something to be active and i completely understand that if you want to go out there and be really physical <clears throat> and really want to be the the player and one of them uh, do what you what your idol does as you watch him on saturdays or sundays um then there's those kids out there too and those kids there I, i've coached some of those guys that were 12 and 13 years old that are playing uh, as if they were a freshman or sophomore in high school. That that's that's how physical <clears throat> physical they are, and they really have some skill. And then they go up against one of the kids that just really couldn't care less and doesn't want to be out there. He's only out there because he thought he wanted to play until he got hit for the first time or it got too hot for the first time. Uh, then he really doesn't want to do it. But get them out there and let them play. Uh, that's the <clears throat> that's the key because. Uh, there's a lot of things. And like I said earlier, it, it teaches you a lot about the sport, about sports in general, about competition, about friendly competition. It's also the biggest metaphor for life other than life itself is sports. Whatever you can think of in sports, any, 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 any particular sport, whatever is a metaphor for life. Boxing, one of the best metaphors for life. You get knocked down, you get right back up. Uh, well, you're going to live to see another day. You're going to get a, you're going to get another round here. Uh, but you got to understand that this is a metaphor for life and you can use this to make yourself better, whether you're not going to go play pro or not, 
it's still something that you had under your belt where you learn discipline, you learn competitive nature, you learn how to control certain things about your life because you're on the field. When it's hot outside, you learn to get through it. Yeah. You've got to go that extra step. You learn to get through it and all through sports. I would say this thing too about this whole thing, about Little League to me, as, especially as a parent, I have a come from a different, uh, it's, it's that very first step when you talk about learning about life because it's not about doing what you want to do. It's like, it's like you start coming into an environment where, hey, there's rules about here and that you have to abide by these rules. It's a very classic uh, point. Like the kid you talk about, it wouldn't get in, getting down in a three-point stance. I like, if the coach tells you this is a part of your structure, and your kid cannot abide by it. See, that's a learning lesson right there. Oh, here's flipping burgers now. Uh, yeah. It, I'm, it, kidding, it, I'm kidding. It is, it is so – Hope nothing but the best for I, 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 But I, one of the biggest things I think a lot of these parents come out, well, it's all supposed to be having a fun. I was like, no, this is transition. If you just want your kid just to have fun, you need to just take them to a park and play with them yourself. Throw the Frisbee golf. I, I, go, go through I, Frisbee I, golf. I am trying to tell people this. When you start taking the next level and say, hey, we're going to do an organized sport, that's what you know, Little League is. Understand what you're trying to say. Hey, we're entering a system where there is rules that we have to abide by. And that is, like like you said again, it's the learning part about life lesson. And I'm getting so tired of parents showing the kids up at Little League sports or thing. And then, oh, no, no, my kids don't have to, they can operate outside the rules. I'm like, no, that's the reason why they're there. Those are parents, be, they, those are parents that it. have never played the game, never, never got into it. And I don't blame them either. You got to find something to do. And you never know. You might catch that niche where your kid is just like, whoa, he's pretty good at that. And, I'm, and you can learn this at any age, 5, 15, 25, <clears throat> or my age, 21, where right now I, I'm just starting to try to learn some disc golf. So what do I do? I go talk to people that have played it. I don't just go out and automatically assume that I'm going to be great at it just like I'm any other sport. But I'm not going to just be great at it just because I'm going to go talk to people that have done it. And that's the, a lot of problem with people. They'll go and ask somebody, hey, how do you, why do you, why do you play? Why do you got to get down in the three-point stance? And they'll ask the parent next to them and then the one next to them, the one next to them. But they never want to ask the coach to find out the exact truth. Don't you think you'd go to somebody that actually knows what they're talking about to find out how to do something that you're trying to do all day long? So and that is it. That is it right there. I understand what you're saying about, hey, get out there. You can find something. But understanding you're operating in rules because those coaches that you actually put your team kid on, it's a there's a reason why the, we're just not picking teams every week. And that's why I get so tired of is is that like you said, again, parents. Stop doing putting kids in little league just for a checklist. You're you need to understand this is a organized thing, and your coaches matter. The team you playing on matter. You know, like when you asked about the question is what the scheme the coach is playing. It's very important. Like like you said again, there's probably coaches out there that says, hey, you know what? We really don't care if our kid really learn anything, all right? And they just throw the kids out there and they get pushed around. And then you have other coaches that say, hey. I'm trying to teach your kids how to play properly. And that's the reason I'm saying is that parents stop destroying your kids before it even starts. Like when you put them in a little league, yes, they don't have to be, they don't have to be professional, whatever, but understand what you put them into. And if you're not willing to play with your kids outside of it, question it first yourself. Yeah. Definitely. There's a lot of parents that, 
it became so political when I was coaching. I mean, at a, at a little, <clears throat> little league level at 13, 14, 15 years old, I'm coaching these guys and I'm hearing a lot of things from the parents that has nothing to do with the actual sport and their kid learning. And, and I just, I got tired of it after about eight years of doing this, I decided I'm not going to do that anymore. There were too many things involved that uh, affected me. And that's watching these kids. One, one of these kids <clears throat> I coach had all the talent in the world and his brother had been shot uh, and he was living, I think with his grandmother. Uh, he, his passion was to play the violin in the school band. And he said he wasn't going to be able to make a game <clears throat> one day because of that that's what he wanted to do that season he played and we got to take him to texas stadium of course there and irving before uh, they blew it up and at&t came along well i got to take those kids over to texas stadium <clears throat> and i watched this kid run every time he got the ball it was just like a gazelle that dude just takes off he rose up to be a man when this guy would when this little kid would run but his passion was playing the violin he still had another year to come back and play with the team next year he chose not to because he wanted to focus more on the violin. Good for him. He played what he had to play, but good for him. I don't care what you do. Paris, be on that side of that kid and help them through that. And, man, with everything that that kid went through, and I don't even know where he is today, uh, but God bless him. Hope he's, hope he's succeeded in that violin and whatever else he might have uh, <clears throat> gone out for. Uh, but always just consider anytime you go out there to play a sport. Uh, let me preface it with this. We've got – um, a game going on. There's actually a tournament going on today. Uh, my buddy's daughter's playing. Uh, Lindsey Womack. Lindsey Womack. Get after him, girl. Go out there. Give me some home runs. Uh, this girl is on a premier softball team, 12 years old and up. Uh, so shout out to the North Texas premier uh, softball girls are playing in the tournament today. Uh, good job, girls. Go get them. Go ahead, Lindsey. Um, listen to your dad because He's teaching you everything that he knows, which he learned from me. So, you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the, you're doing a great job. I hear about everything that you do, even though I haven't been to only but what one or two of your games. But, yeah, I've, I've seen you get after it. And Ace is always proud of you, always showing what, what you've done. And uh, it's, it's good to good to see you girls doing that stuff. Keep, keep going, keep going. But here's one thing. <clears throat> if I could teach anybody about sports. There were times that I would get off the field, and I was a pretty good football athlete. I was a really good track athlete. Uh, now I'm a really good, you know, sit around and, and, and eat stuff yeah, and, and drink a beer athlete. <laughs> but are we all when we get this age? But the thing is, uh, back in the day, there's those times, and even today, so everybody listen to this, if you are playing the game, any, any sport, any game right now, when you go home at night, when you're on the bus coming home from a game, a track meet, football game, whatever, or you're at home and you've showered and you're sitting back because you had a game that day, think about it. Was there something more you could have done? Because now you're all feeling good. You're not hurting. You're not sore. You're not winded. Was there a little bit more you could have given while you were on the field doing your job and playing that sport? And there were times that I would uh, left, leave a football game or a track meet thinking, you know what? I probably could have given a little bit more. Always do that every time, every play, every single down, every single trip up and down a, <clears throat> a court, every time you swing the bat, round the bases, run those hurdles, whatever. Every single time, make sure that you're giving it all. And there's reasons for that because you're going <clears> to <throat> you're going to regret it at the end of the day when you lose by a point, knowing that you could have given a little bit more. There's always that inside you because you know what? 
like I said earlier, the metaphor of sports, you live to play another day. You're going to get the rest later. Rest will come after this game. Leave it all, whether it's a, a practice scrimmage, preseason, regular season, or championship. Leave it all on the field every play because you're going to get the rest later. Don't regret it afterwards. I, I want to tell you some of this one. This is so important to me that I did not learn there because you said a really interesting point, especially these kids who play in little leagues. The very first time they get competitive and they get in the car, they come off the walls. All of a sudden, the parents start going over everything like that. And a lot of people say, hey, don't do this. I'm going to tell the people who, who are like the are learning. Fight the urge to not to be like, why are you criticizing me? Why are you doing this to me? Fight that urge for, for the very first time in your life. Listen, because what happens is the after game critiques is probably when it's the freshest part of your memory so that you can relate quickly. Now, a lot of parents are, well, no, no, it's too soon. No, you understand it. What happens? Like if you're at a at bat and they get in the car and your dad, is, your dad or your mom is trying to say, "Hey, let's correct your swing," you can relate to that swing problem. And everybody says, "Oh no, just wait till later." No, you forget. But it's the attitude that you take to. And a lot of people say, "Well, no, no, you gotta be, you gotta be supportive." I'm like, "No, if you want to be great, listen, because it is so important. Because you can absorb after a loss or after a win." If someone's critiquing it, they're trying to tell you, you could be great. Now, what happens a lot of times, I know is that when parents don't critique and you did a, you're, they just say you're done because it is very important to say, hey, we can be better. Because I will guarantee you right now, one of the best things in corporate life is like after you finish a project, you have this, what did we did right and what did we do wrong? Kind of like analysis. And it's reality that it just it just transferred from the sports field to the right. But then when you get hurt, your feeling could hurt. And you don't want to do anything about it. I said, you don't understand what Bobby just said is so correct. Think about it. Think about after every game, if you try to give that excellent. And that's what sports give you opportunity to do, because, you know, one thing about it, you may struck out one time or you may miss a shot. But if you analyze it. You're going to get better next time. But if you say, hey, you know, I didn't do nothing wrong. It, you know, uh, it was a pitcher. It, it started blaming everybody else. I said, you will start seeing <clears throat> habits being formed in your life. Early yeah. on. I think it's time to, when you when you get in the car with your parents or whatever, after you left the sport for the night or, or wherever you're going, to the parents, in, in my opinion, think they should just kind of sit back and be quiet for a little bit. Let let the kid understand some things that they, that they did, think about the game. Of course, they're thinking about it. And then as soon as they ask you, you can, the question I think you would ask them is, how'd you think you did today? Things like that. And let them answer for you. If they don't want to talk about it, that's good. Cause they're going to think about it and they're going to be mad. Cause you know what, if I'd have ran a little harder, I would have stolen that base. Or if I would have choked up a little bit on the bat, I would have hit this. So they're already thinking about it. I think it's great when you, you want to help your, your, your children get through this, but let them come to you because that just shows me right there that, hey, they're thinking about what they did. They're thinking about the great moves that they made, but they're also thinking about a mistake that they made that they can fix. They're going to come to you in due time. And, and it's great when they get to do that, come around <clears throat> and just say, hey, dad or hey, mom, you remember when I swung that bat and you told me to keep my elbow up or <clears throat> step into it and I didn't do it? I've learned a little bit. Let me show you this. They learn on their own a lot of these times when you're really ready to do 
uh, playing a competitive level. And it gets competitive. <clears throat> you know, it, it gets real competitive. It's not like you've got a pro team against a college team or against a high school team. When you pit a couple of teams, and I've gone over here behind the park where I live uh, on, on a weekend and sometimes during the weeknights, and I'll watch these games. When you've got a similar skill level, competitive level that everyone's playing on, it makes for a good game. You could have a couple of teams that are 0-10, haven't won a game all year that are playing against each other, it makes it for a pretty good game because you got the same skill set versus you got two teams that are 10 and 0. Uh, but then again, you got the same skill set, even though your team might not have won playing against a team that only wins, you still got the same skill set there. And it's fun to watch. I don't care if it's it uh, 12, 15 year old kids, whether it's softball, baseball, football, running, whatever, tennis, I don't care what it is. It is fun to watch these kids get after it because it makes you younger. It makes you feel better. I, I, day, I would you know? agree with you on this one, though. I would totally agree with you on that one. That's one thing the kids got to understand about when they do play. Their parents do enjoy loving to watching you play. Yeah. I And and sometimes, like you said again, sometimes parents, we can get overly, overly – involved in it but oh, it we'll is, talk about that it, other it, kid. but but it is it is <laughs> it is so fun that's why i think kids don't understand this a lot of times especially when they play lowly everything you may have a lot of fun you may get the very first time in coaching but this is your very first time your parent yeah. seeing some of their the, some of their parenting skills <laughs> whether or not it's working or not yeah and it, it is it is so funny because it is nothing better than seeing your kids. Oh, yeah. And then when you kids just run around there. Yeah. It is nothing better. I pray, I I do pray that more kids will do do some sports. And I'm like, there are so many of them out there nowadays. Like you said again about Frisbee golf. I'm like, it is reality. People, you can get in the Frisbee golf league. And it is fun to see your kid throwing a Frisbee. Think about that. It, it, see your kids playing cornhole or what, what they call yeah, hole. Don't, don't ever say that again. Don't, don't, <laughs> no, this show is now Bobby. Don't ever say cornhole. That is that. That's another show. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about these Bud Light shows, uh, and that that's that's gonna be safe for a Bud Light show. And for all you people who know about Bud Light, you know I've talked about it a, a few weeks ago on our first show, but that's a Bud Light show. Cornhole, Bud Light. Okay, <laughs> put them together however you want. But no, I see it when you walk away from a, a little league sport sometime, and you're talking to the parents, and you know the kid just stunk it up. The the, the other kid with the other parents, you're like, "Well, good job, little little Bobby. Wait, way to go!" <laughs> and then when you walk off, get in your car. Those parents raise a little stupid child. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him, but he just don't even know what the heck he was even doing on that field. And but you keep it in the car and you keep it to yourself. It, it and is you so don't even amazing, let your own kids hear it, but but it's, it's important it's to watch. And that's what I'm saying. It's a duality of the whole thing. Kids enjoy it. Parents enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like understand it. It's fun because sometimes I watch it, and I remember as a fan, I was one of them yeller. Uh, 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 parents, I you get on the, I would not yell at the kids like to do better, or the, I would just do that whole thing about lift cheering, just yeah. lift them up because it, to me it was like, do you understand how hard it is and how how emotionally stable your child will be by playing sports? And, okay. and this even go to the whole social media. If your kid is out there playing, I almost guarantee if your kid is playing sports and they get on social media, there won't be as sensitive. Because they understand about failures, they understand about winning and losing, and you watch them, it helps them because you get a, another kid. So, 
you know, it's fun. Trust me, it's fun, kids. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, folks. That's that's another show here. <clears throat> We're about to wrap this up, but uh, remember, I, I, go back and listen to the grilling part. It's that time. It, it's supposed to be 82 degrees today on a beautiful Saturday. I'm looking out my window right now at the park. There's a lot of people moving over there. The grill's going to be fired up in a minute. Going to have a good time doing some of this today. You're out there playing these little league sports. Hey, kids, parents, don't let them leave anything bring anything back with them. Leave it all on the field. If you've got that one little breath left and use it, if you've got that one little stride left and you don't think you could run it out, find it, dig deep, run it out. Let your kids do what they got to do. Enjoy the time as they spend out there uh, watching it. I'm probably going to watch some from my patio over here and uh, check out some. It's competitive. It's fun to watch. But uh, go, Lindsay. Uh, girl, get that team uh, to the national championship. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? And whenever you pick a college – to go to, you know, unless, unless it's a Texas, Oklahoma, unless it's a Texas Longhorns, Oklahoma, you go anyway OU you baby, yeah, I think that's what she talked about first, but now she's looking at Baylor and maybe no, OU, others, OU always. But uh, either way, uh, good job to you girls out there today, North Texas Premier twelve and up softball team. Get it, get it, get it. Everybody, get outside, enjoy the day. That's another show. We'll be back again soon. <laughs>